0: If Maury supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts.
1: Blah blah blah. The blah blah blah. Sending out good vibes. And the blah blah blah. Good vibes. The blah blah Good vibes. And the blah blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths
2: of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection, and put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track, shivers or vibrations and stuff like that.
3: especially in china like they're gen- they're fucking with the genetics and making human animal human hybrids if people are doing i mean i'm pretty sure they're doing that i don't think that's that's like a rumor i think that's got to be true I- go all right everybody all right everybody thank you so much for joining us today um this is uh, a from my end, the third episode where I'm interviewing a couple of guys, but it's not really an interview, it's more of like an informal uh, chat between uh, like-minded people. Um, but if you guys haven't heard, I'm with the Grimerica boys, as people call them, uh, Darren and Graham. How are you guys doing?
0: Hey, good. Good, yeah, we're happy to be here.
3: Hey, I'm I'm happy to be able to join you guys again. Um, for a, a lot Since the last time I was on your show, um, I've had a lot of new listeners come in and just say... Hey, I heard you. I heard you on Great America. Now I'm glued to the channel, so I have to thank you guys for that.
2: Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Yeah,
3: yeah. And one of the things I wanted to ask you guys um, before we actually get pretty deep into some other stuff are because I know you guys started in 2013, and you guys must have had some sort of initial goals that you wanted to uh, pursue. How have those goals? What were those goals, and how did they change to this point? What'd
0: you say? You could go first.
2: I don't know. At the, honestly, at the beginning, we just our goal was to just talk with really interesting people and have great conversations. And we really didn't know where it could go. We really didn't, you know, we, we had hoped that, you know, we could maybe get some listeners, have interesting conversations, maybe uh, open up some dialogue and some good conversations on mysteries and ancient history and all kinds of stuff. But I don't think we had a,
0: a real goal in mind. Not a conscious one. No. Anyway, you know, it was mostly just like, yeah, for a laugh, really. It was mostly just for, you know, something to do. We were bored.
2: Because Darren was like, well, we could do the podcast. Because I, I turned him on to podcasting and I've been listening for years by then. And uh, he was like, well, we could do that. And then we decided to do the interview style. And it just started flowing from there. I mean, I, I honestly, it, in some ways I wish we would have intended on something so I could kind of measure how we did against it, like in a manifestation sort of We'd way. We'd probably be
0: further ahead now yeah, if we yeah, would have been measuring because yeah, we just
2: kind of just followed the flow and our, <clears throat> our, our uh, interest as we went along. So, but I mean, we're super happy of where it's come to. I mean, it's, it's been an amazing journey and, you know, I think we got in there at the right time where it was still kind of growing like six, seven years ago.
0: It's yeah, funny. Seven years. Yeah. It's yeah. funny because we thought we were going to be, too late. we thought yeah. we were too late. And when we were coming out with the show, I remember even RPG was like, you know, there's a lot of shows out there already. It seems like, and now when people ask me today, I'm like, Oh fuck. No, it's perfect time to start a podcast. But, you know, it's just all just catching steam, Audiobooks, podcasts, all the f- people are just sort of getting to realize all this stuff that they can do with their phone other than text and do social media.
3: Absolutely. Um, I would say compared to my goals, my goals were a little bit more uh, specific, but then I now they've kind of become more broad, be, kind of mainly because of what I was talking about pre, uh, right before we started recording with Graham. Um, there's just so much stuff to keep track of. And now that t- so much time, it's almost it's coming up on two years since I've started the channel. I mean, it just came and went really quickly. And my initial goal was to just get the stuff out there because there's like, like I said there's a lot of information but what really inspired me to start the channel and I swear this is the last thing I'm going to say about myself before we actually go into the other stuff um was I would read the same article with just people in my life and we would come away with different opinions and then when I would ask them about that opinion they would have misinterpreted the data That like their reading comprehension was just subpar so part of my channel was going through it with the fine-tooth comb with the listener and then uh have the discussion from there. So it's almost kind of like a tool to try to be on the same page with people. Granted there are, you know, that backfires in some ways, like there, you know, there are like toxic people in the comments and comments and that type of stuff. But for the most part, um I think the community's been great. And as as more and more information's come along, it just seems like my I, I don't know what my perspective has changed, uh, mainly because of uh, issues with uh, obscured human history, which is mainly what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what let me just ask you guys before we start going through the rabbit hole um, up to date, what's your current model of history? Like, let's just go back um, from recorded history to now. Do you think most of it is bullshit? Do you think some of it is based in truth? Do you think there's some sort of hijacking that went on where the the what's taught in schools is completely different from this obscured history? What do you guys think? I know that's a huge question, but
2: yeah, it is a huge question, and it's it's a question that i I can never. Seem to answer because every, every time I talk to a new guest or learn a little bit more, it completely changes. You know, I'm reading this book called Genesis six conspiracy right now, and it's bringing in a deeper understanding for me of the Nephilim and, and the secret societies that sort of the bloodlines that go all the way back to like, you know, Cain and, and, um, uh, Enoch and, and then Hermes is in there kind of, so it's, uh, man, it's a tough tough one cuz i i used to like the kind of the alien inter, intervention kind of theory but part of me flip-flops back and forth between this whole thing is is just a false narrative on purpose and part of me thinks that it's just a um um people not really purposely pulling the wool over eyes, but just, it's just incompetence kind of people stuck in their yeah. little narrow silos. And it's just been incompetence in the, the way the scientific machine is moving that it can't be, it can't be turned quick enough. And there's a bunch of people like yourself that are putting all this stuff out there that changes slowly, but surely changes the paradigm of how old, like, you know, like Bruce Fenton stuff that goes back to like eight eight 800,000 years. Like, is that more accurate? But even the mainstream sci- scientists are saying that it's back to like three or 400 years now. So everything keeps shifting further back and further back, but it doesn't really move the ship yet. So I, I kind of tend to think right now that it's just incompetence. And, of course, there's some, there's some aspect of the elite sort of secret society that keep a lot of this occult stuff to themselves. And that ties into our history. Like when I was watching your videos yesterday and I was thinking about – like the stuff on Doggerland and all, like this stuff should be talked about all the time and nobody's talking about it. it, or at least, you know, in our in our pop culture right now, because it's like they don't want us to go back and see that there used to be a land bridge between the UK and and mainland Europe, you know, and, and the ice sheet came down. They don't even want to address those kind of things because it seems like that'll just open up a can of worms. So I think it's a bit of a bit of that like obfuscation now because they don't want to go back and change history to more of a truthful thing and incompetence moving up towards where we are today with people just looking in their silos and before people could like yourself, look at all these different um, like that's one of our favorite guests is these people that come on that can pull all the different science together more of like in a generalist way and put together a picture that we've yes. never been able to see before because we haven't had access to
3: it all. I don't yeah, know. It's like, kind of a, like cross examining all the data out yeah. there and trying to come yeah. up with a different, uh, like a higher, I call it a higher resolution photo. Yeah. Mostly. Like right now it's pretty fuzzy, but yeah. every passing month and month it gets a little bit clearer. Yeah.
2: Because the archaeologist yeah. isn't doing it, the anthropologist isn't doing it, the geologist isn't doing it. They're all looking at their own thing. And exactly. it's telling, you put it all together, it's telling us there's a different, way different picture
3: yeah we can see it happening now too like in obviously all over parts of different uh types of world history, but specifically in North and South America like the peopling of the Americas uh if you ask somebody like ten years ago like someone in academia they there there'd be no question that they would say, yeah Clovis was first there was nobody living in North America beyond uh like beyond the the ice the, the end of the last ice age, so that's like thirteen thousand years ago before then it was just nobody now it's there's all this new stuff, especially with genetics and uh, uh, underwater art, uh, marine archaeology. And um, I remember last time I talked to you guys, again, bringing up Doggerland, how they are trying to map um, these ancient – it's called the Ancient Frontiers Project. And they're just trying to map these ancient coastlines and stuff like that. And part of that is because of technology. Like, a lot of people ask, what, how come just all this stuff is just coming up now? Um like these are a lot of the hardcore skeptics who don't really accept any of the data. They think it's either manufactured like, Oh, they found bones here. How do you know they just didn't plant them there? Like there's always that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Like, and I I guess they had from a hardcore skeptics perspective, if I put myself in their shoes, I guess that makes sense if you want to prove through all the evidence, but then you also have to, that's when you have to start cross-examining stuff. Like genetics is a great one. It's a really hard science that you could reproduce basically. Like it's, it's, it's basically, you can't poo-poo that evidence because it's hard. It's there. It's been examined. People have written papers on it. It's not something like uh, like history or...
2: Anthropology, or yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah, anthropology yeah, yeah. where it's malleable. You can yeah. kind of warp the data to yeah. make it fit your perspective. Yeah, yeah, but with genetics, you can't do that.
2: That's a good point, and that's one of the things that's that makes me think that it's not all on purpose because those things are changing as technology changes and people are finding out. And that's one of the things that seems to be shifting every year or two. There's a new theory about what we're connected to in our past history through genetics. So what do, what do you think about that? The ancient history? Like, did you hear the overall question?
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, for one thing, if, if it's uh, I mean, depending on the nature of reality, history could be a, lot less you know i mean maybe we find all those errors in history because that shit didn't actually happen because it's all just part of the back fucking story for the program or whatever you you know well i mean there's that you got to take that aspect into it because if you if you get into that if you can digitize it or or
2: you're thinking like simulation or simulate it
0: like it tends tends to look then you know it Kind of opens up the place for out of fra- out of place artifacts and all that stuff can kind of get in more. But I mean, no, I don't. I I I probably agree with Graham for the most part. But I think wow. that there's a lot of obfuscation, probably on purpose.
3: Oh, a hundred percent. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think they're like trying to. There's a there's a lot of money and there's a lot there's a lot of control I think it's a lot easier to control us as crazy as it sounds I think it's a lot easier to control us when we're hyper individualized
3: absolutely yeah there is definitely some sort of agenda driven stuff in regards to that as far as the simulation and stuff like aliens go um I I don't like to poo-poo anything because if there's some sort of evidence there I'm all ears I like to put that stuff in my back pocket because especially the simulation because it's logically i mean there's a lot of um like you have to put yourself in like you kind of have to suspend belief in certain parts right but i don't think you do well as far as like base reality well i'm sorry that came out wrong until you Um,
0: get to quantum right like as soon as you hit quantum level then the simulation starts making a whole lot of sense
3: yeah exactly and but i feel like that's a door. That you don't necessarily have to grow through in order to analyze other stuff in other disciplines, right? I mean, it could very well be a simulation. I'm not against it. I don't. I, I'm not a disbeliever. Um, I'm definitely open to it. It it could be just history, like you said, especially when you go far back, like a million years ago, eight hundred thousand years ago, where like physical aspects of stuff start to deteriorate and they don't. They just turn into something else. Um, it, 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 the simulation is a really good way of like. Generate like accounting for that history, um, but the problem is I can't like if if I sat down with someone I couldn't explain the proof to someone like to a normal person. You know what I mean? That's just like way too out there. Same thing with aliens too, um, and same thing with to a lesser extent like gods and religion too. That's how the ancient people tried to explain things. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, speaking of Bruce Fenton, I just kind kind of want to switch. I don't want to change the subject but this is tangentially uh relevant to what we're talking about. Um Bruce Fenton I don't know if you guys saw the interview with him but he talked a lot about 800,000 years ago. Yeah. That 800,000 especially in light of of this thing that they found in uh, Laos. Do you guys know about that that crater that indicates there's a huge Well anyway okay so for the listeners that don't know Was it in
2: the there's... book? Was that Laos in the book? No. no I don't know. Or was that way, was that yeah. was that afterwards?
3: No, oh, in Bruce's
2: book? Uh, no, Danielle's book, I think, is his, his wife's Oh, Danielle's book.
3: book. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know if they mentioned the crater in the book. Okay. But they okay. did mention a divergence of, of yeah, humans. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say is there was a divergence of humans of our ancient human ancestors, so Neanderthals, Homo sapiens, Denisovans, we all had a common ancestor around eight hundred thousand to a million years ago. And at that point, Two interesting things happened. One is what Danielle was talking about and Bruce was talking about—that divergence—and two was this huge impact that that makes the younger Dryas event look like minuscule. <laughs> and they fa- they found um, they found the, the smoking gun in Laos—they they pinned it down. And again, around right around the same time, eight hundred thousand, seven hundred ninety thousand years ago, give or take, this event happened. Now, just because they happened in the same uh, date doesn't necessarily mean they're they are linked but it's very interesting data point right that that those things a crazy extraterrestrial object hits the earth and then right around the same time not long after a a shitload of humans come into existence and spread across the earth and start diverging
2: yeah and it doesn't have to be like alien it could be just panspermia type stuff right it could be panspermia yeah
3: Yeah. and um so this is what i was talking about earlier i didn't know this last year Right, so it's almost like this channel and your channel and people uh, that cover this subject—the the hosts and the scientists—they're all learning together. Yeah. Whole experience. Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can track how, especially if they have Twitter and they use Twitter a lot or Facebook (laughs) or or whatever, you can track their sentiment. Right. Um. So, one thing I noticed is it seems to be there seems to be a pattern going on. There seems to be some sort of event that happens and then an an explosion in other areas like whether it's genetics culture religion ideology it seems like there's always something going on and i'm starting to suspect whether conscious or unconsciously as bruce bruce this he thinks it's 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 totally conscious and by design um he thinks that there's some sort of hidden hand guiding history whether it's a person or just a higher intelligence or even something as innocuous as an idea. Um, once that's out there, it goes viral in a sense, right? So um, I want to connect this to the, the retrovirus episode that I did very recently. So the human placenta, right? So when a woman has a baby, there's a placenta that grows, and then once allegedly uh, that woman allegedly <laughs> right, it's like this, it's like this purple. Thing. The Chinese call it the purple river boat. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they trace that it, it evolved from a protein that came from a, an ancient retrovirus like HIV so at some point before then people were laying not people but but animals were laying eggs and the ba- so the baby would be in the egg and it would be have this prepackaged nutrients right that's what the yolk is right and that's what how it would survive but then at some point some some proto let's call it a proto mammal they got this they got infected with this virus and then there was this mutation, and then they started passing it on. That's the narr- that's the genetic narrative, anyway, right? Whether you agree with that or not, what, you don't even have to believe in evolution for that to be true. Because a virus, it, they say, probably evolved with along with the first ever cell. Because in order for a virus to exist, it needs to feed off the cell, right? So, so it wouldn't make sense otherwise. Like, why would a virus come out of nothing when when a cell would come? Uh, along with it, and they would live inside of it, right? Kind of like mitochondria, right? Mitochondria is the same thing. It's not native to us. It's like like it has a parasitic relationship that gets passed on from person to person. Well, what's what's the virus? Where does that come from? It's just information that encodes itself in a host, and it kind of hijacks, excuse me, it hijacks the host, and it reprograms how they live their life, right? It reprograms its purpose. So I was thinking... Okay, it, it, uh, retrovirus hijacks biology in the same way ideas hijack a society, right, or hijack individuals, right? Because what do you, you guys know as well as I do throughout history, um, once certain populations, especially once they get big, there's going uh, to be disagreements, right? So if you infect a population with an a ideology, especially one that benefits like a select group of people or, or power or whatever, it's in their best interest to kill off anybody else who's not infected by the virus, right? So um, I guess my point is that this could be that hidden hand that Bruce is talking about. It, it, it's not necessarily a, a shadowy group of people. It might be now, but back then, 800, 900,000 years ago, It could have been something like a virus, like something at the, at the molecular level that could have been doing this. Now, then I started to think about, and sorry if I start ranting guys, if you guys want.
2: No, 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 it's good.
3: Okay. Um, Then I started to think about um, like historical narratives, um, why anything would be, would have an interest in, in, in doing this. Why why would anyone want to uh, treat us as if like we're a Petri dish on the earth, right? especially if you ask a flat earther like the, the petri dish uh, thing really becomes more of a, of a interesting symbol because you know, that it's supposed to be flat and it's supposed to be like a dome or something. And, and the moon's not supposed to be that far, all that stuff. By the way, I'm not a flat earther, but I've talked to a lot of them. And we talked just about this. Are we getting glimpses of hidden history here and there now, since we have the internet, um, since we have this technology that's evolving, um, Last time I talked to you guys, there's a piece of hidden history that we talked about. The Scythians, remember? We were talking about how these people from the Caucasus, they, they, were, they, they were able to tame horses. They were the first group of humans, allegedly, that were able to do that. And then what happened? They had a skill that no one else had, and they exploited it, right? Or they made use of it, however you, you look at it. And what happened? Well, they, they basically seeded uh, Western Europe and, and every, like that part of the world that we know today with their genes, right? The Romans even said so themselves. That's why, the, the, that's why we have the word German, right? German people. They, it can't, comes from a germ, like an apple. Like the, the, the Romans saw like, wow, there's a ton of these people here already. They all have their own culture, completely different from ours. They don't seem to have a strat- stratified society like we do. Um, they, and so they just referred to them as something completely different from themselves, and then you guys know the rest of history, right? they, Instead of coexisting with them, they just persecuted them and exploited them and, and uh, did a mass genocide and warred with them for centuries. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, that, that was kind of a tangent there. My point is that there's all, all these different glimpses of hidden history. So I was wondering if you guys noticed the same thing. And do you guys have any ideas about that?
0: I wonder if we won't be looking back at the Romans and the Greeks in thousands of years and blaming those motherfuckers for getting these governments started. <laughs> i mean the roman no, the Greeks started it and the fucking romans perfected it and we might never get rid of this shit so you want to talk about ideas infecting the future we might humans might have had we're on a completely different fucking path before we got to this government and you know the yeah. romans got it in in such a way that we're not we're, the idea of not having a government is fucking astounding to everybody yeah and it's just like You know, and, you know, there's an interesting point you made on viruses and a virus making us uh, start to carry our young on board instead of eggs. It's like we kind of got this view of viruses today that they're the enemy. And um, I'm not sure. I'm starting to wonder if that's much the case. I mean, no one wants to get sick or no one wants someone they love to get uh, sick and die. But... You know, at the same time, relativity tells us that there's no action without an equal and opposite reaction. So, you know, if the if you get this sickness and it lays you out for a week and a half, but then you bounce back, well, what else was happening in the background in that week and a half when you couldn't get out of bed? Is that somehow eating your evolution? Because, I mean, we've kind of... Upgrading co- you. Have you co- ever felt better yeah. when you come yeah. back from a sickness? You're sort of coexisting on this world with all the... like, And and like you say, you're all this different shit. You're, you've got different gut biomes controlling you here, and you got other bacterias controlling you there. And then, you know, we've decided these ones that make us not feel good for a little while. And I don't know a whole lot about, you know, maybe there's... maybe maybe there is an easy way to tell what a good bacteria is and not a good bacteria. But I mean, I think we're starting to see evidence now that some of these, like is, I think tuberculosis is a big one, right? Like tuberculosis used to be not a big deal for most people. And it was everywhere. There was fucking, I think it's tuberculosis When I'm thinking of. It was like in all the fucking water and everybody sort of dealt with it at some point in your life. And now we've taken it out of it and, and nobody ever gets tuberculosis, but it wasn't like it was a huge problem. And I mean, you could argue that to get tuberculosis in today's society might be a non-issue. When you've got, well, what about acts, the measles protecting you from to,
2: future cancer? And yeah, stuff. like
0: I mean, there's evidence coming out now that the measles might be protecting you from future cancers. Turns out tuberculosis was protecting you from maybe some autoimmune stuff, and all. So you know, it's like we've sterilized the world to such a point, and so this is me stepping away from blaming vaccines for fucking causing all these autoimmune diseases. Maybe it's the vaccines do work and they work too well. And we've sterilized this world to such a fucking point that our immune system is bored. So it's fucking turning on us in all these different ways that are presenting themselves as different autoimmune diseases.
3: Our immune system is getting flabby, basically. I mean, the gym anymore, maybe you, know? the
0: you can escape that mortality rate and stay as healthy as we'd like to be as a society. And I mean, it's a terrible thing to say, but, you know, maybe those things do sort of strengthen some. And, and I, I mean, I don't know, it's a thing, but there's definitely something to a symbiotic relationship with different viruses and
3: pathogens
0: and stuff like that.
3: So, what do you think about it? Do you think that's by design? Do you think there's some higher intelligence, like some invisible?
0: Well, maybe some fucking bacteria is running the world. Maybe it doesn't have to be alien.
2: Well, look I mean, at talks, we have at no fucking idea, right?
0: no way of knowing what the intelligence level of some of these things are. I mean, look those at fucking mushrooms that are down in the soil might be running the fucking place. I mean, it looks like all of North America is connected by the, I can't remember the word. Mycelium, Mycelium is like the biggest oh, right. living thing on the planet now. And we didn't even fucking know about it 100 years ago.
3: Yeah. so it's I like mean, the size of the state of Washington. Right?
0: How do we know that some other thing isn't... Some small, minute seeming thing that's in everyone is sort of because you know what I mean. I was just talking to Russ, Russ um, Allen, Russ Allen about um. Gun? I lost my train of thought. No, <laughs> no, it's a book he's telling me to read, "Gods of Eden" or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the title of the book is, but it's it basically goes back through. All of these fucking um, wars, every war in human history. And his comes up with the same thing. There's some, he comes up with aliens, but his thing is it seems like someone else is running the show when it comes to all these wars, someone's starting these wars. And it's like, is it just terrible humans that are up to shady shit doing it? Or or is it something more? Is it reptilians? Oh, my
2: God. I was thinking this. I mean,
0: maybe reptilians isn't that he's a reptile. Maybe it's that that that's how it's presented itself over a thousand years of fucking zigging and zagging and confusing and broken telephone. And reptilian is really just the ancient word for this fucking bacteria that started coming around or got out of control. And, you know, here we are thinking exactly. we're thinking we have free will.
3: Yeah, that kind of puts Plato's allegory of the cave in a completely different light, right? Cuz when I first heard of the allegory of the cave, I just felt like I, I immediately thought about like propaganda and like, you know, all these man-made ty- types of uh, issues that come along with like a controlling government. But then it made me realize like maybe Plato was just talking about like all these other inf- like biological influences like climate all the all of these things all of these variables that we don't think about i like to call them just invisible uh variables right um that are that just comes with this existence right um so yeah that's that's a really interesting uh thing darren um you you totally took the words right out of my mouth because that reptilian thing it, it doesn't mean like i don't think it means you have green skin and you look like a like you're in like a bag of flesh or something like that. It's more like a. a it could be just something like
0: toxis, toxoplasmosis, where you have no fucking clue who has it and who doesn't, but it's subtly affecting how you act and react. And
3: yeah,
0: and I yeah, can't remember. Cat, cat that earth. was a, that was like a tangent from what I was wanted to. What were we talking about? What was the <laughs> <Interesting>. question? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> like glimpses of, glimpses of hidden history. Like where have you, where has it been apparent? Like last time we talked, I, I talked about like uh, the Scythians um, and I talked a little bit about Doggerland and all that is like obscured history, right? Cause that seems like a big deal. A yeah. huge landmass, 180,000 kilometers, like square kilometers. I mean, you would, you would think that. Do you think it's
0: possible? You know what I, cause you know, and I used to think it was possible, but now when I start thinking like, 10,000 is a long time. 10,000 is what? 500 generations. Right? Something like that. So let's go 100,000. Now you're talking about 5,000 fucking generations. I don't think that it's in our abilities to really track a real history. I don't think, you know, it's, it's too convoluted by this point. I mean, the closest thing you're going to get is maybe some Randall Carlson noticing. I think geology is one good way to look at it. Archaeology is probably form. mostly pseudoscience, mm-hmm. but I mean, you've got a bunch of different conflicts in there. You got the Mongols taking over all of Europe at one point. Um, it's, so much history has been lost and erased and rewritten and history is his story. You know, it's yeah. whoever fucking won. So if an entire culture gets annihilated, you know, that's gone. And, oh, and and yeah. anyone gets to come up with what the fuck happened before that. So we don't know that everything before, like we don't know that everything's not fake. It could all be fucking fake. It could all be bullshit from some fucking guy that, and, and now we're getting to the point where we're, we're, Pretty sure that there used to be some sort of global society. you know it's not yeah. crazy to think that most I would say that most people that are fairly up to speed on where we're at these days it's seen you know there's Egyptian shit here and there's this stuff there. It's pretty obvious that there used to be some sort of um well look at this I mean this society.
2: was, This was Doggerland connected in 5500 BC.
0: Which yeah, was so that means if you had a global was,
2: society that was after the Younger Dryas then, and it was connected to the UK, like even basically... then
0: people were convoluting yeah. stuff. So, how did it get to be an old global society? Was it by the point of a gun or was <clears> it, you know, how much? So, and yet the Vikings it could have been super convoluted even before it got erased, and then we started again at the Younger Dryas, and we've been well, even what? fucking convoluting it since then. Well, yeah, look
2: at the Vikings in yeah. Scandinavia, they didn't, they didn't even think there was anything east or west.
3: I mean, I mean, apparently,
2: right? Well, exactly. Well, the writings there is, you know, they say there's, but they went all the way to Newfoundland. This is like eight hundred. Yeah, I know. This is eight hundred. That's what I'm saying. It's weird because that's a hell of a leap of faith.
0: You know, to just head out to fucking (laughs) sea.
2: Well, they barely made it to to the UK. It took them a while to get to the UK. I mean, but what I'm saying is, thousands of years before that, not many, only a few. There was a land bridge from Denmark. Right.
0: So, but uh, I think, so so we don't know what they thought even. I know. So like, did they think there's nothing over there? Did they have their own, you know, like, I, I just think that it's been cut off and people have been passing the baton that has become our fucking history. It's been passed to thousands of different cultures over the last hundred thousand years.
3: Uh, there could also, yeah, that's definitely true, especially if you have a, a group of people who have like a hist- like an unbroken history, like the unbroken game of telephone, essentially. But there are also other possibilities. Like, again, what are humans? Humans are intrepid explorers. We have that in us, right? If you get a group of people like the the intervisibility thing, they're going to island hop, right? They're going to go across those snowy mountains, right? Yeah. They're going to find yeah. out. There's going to be some uh, group of guys who are going to do it, Um what happens if those guys go discover something crazy and then on the way back they get wiped out by like a a snowstorm? Like uh, all kinds of variables can happen, right? Especially in the ancient world where if you have a, an explorer and he's gone, who knows what happened, right? Yeah. Like or, or a plague. So what Darren was talking about, I have a great example of stuff happening where it really happened one way. And then it, something terrible happens where most of the eyewitnesses, most of the people – were wiped out by, like, smallpox or something. And then the history gets rewritten, right, by by other people who come later. So one good story is um, we got to go back to the time of the conquistadors when the old world met the new world, right? So 1492, what happened? Columbus sailed the ocean blue, right? So since that happened, uh, the story of Mexico, Central America, South America, and and North America, all the Americas, um, their world radically changed. In a really short amount of time. So, um, in 1541, okay, you guys know the story of El Dorado, right? The, the yeah, city, the city made of gold.
0: gold.
3: Yeah. So, 1541 is only about 15 or or 20 years after the first case of, like, before smallpox really started to wipe people out. So, there were still still traces of pre-Columbian uh, society going on. Now, that pre-Columbian society there have been all kinds of rumors, right? They've been around, they, they're the stragglers from Atlantis, or they had their own civilization that was seeded from pe- uh, people with Denisovan DNA. Like, they all lived along the Amazon River. There are all kinds of narratives, right? Well, there is an actual, not just one eyewitness account, there are three detailed eyewitness accounts of those people existing, like this vast empire. So I'm, I'm going to start telling this story. Right? It's a crazy story. It should be a, a movie.
2: So when you say so, pre-Columbian...
3: Pre-Columbian, mean, pre-1492, like, the, oh, yeah, what okay, was going okay, okay, on before yeah. the, the white people came. Okay, okay. Right? Before Columbus came. Yeah. Yeah. So, pre-Columbian could be any time. It could be 2,000 years ago. It could be 5,000. That's just what it is, right? Yeah, yeah. Before the West yeah. uh, came over. So, there's this guy named, he's a conquistador named Francisco Oriana. And then there's this other guy named Gonzalo Pizarro. He's the brother of Francisco Pizarro, who took over Peru with his conquistadors. So these two guys wanted to go find. Um, they went to Ecuador and they wanted to find El Dorado because there are all these rumors rampant about. Oh man, there's there's so many resources here. There's so much gold. There's there's palaces. There are people with all kinds of architecture that rivals that of Rome, right? And we're talking about the Amazon Amazonia, the area of Amazonia is basically the Amazon River that flows from uh from west to east. It empties into the Atlantic. Um all that all the area around there right which is now just dense rainforest and stuff like that well um so they go they go from uh ecuador and then they cross the andes this this perilous mountain range and then they get to the this place called the coca river the coca river is a tributary to the amazon river right by the time they get there they only have they have 200 guys to start out they're already running they're depleted uh, uh supplies there, a lot of guys are dying. And so what do they have to do? They have to pillage and, and jack these people living along the river, right? Well, they do that. They build a boat to do that. They send 50 guys, like a reconnaissance mission. So Pizarro and this priest named Carvajal. Hall. Hall is this guy who's basically jotting everything down. If you guys know anything about um, like this time period, priests were the only ones who were really literate. They could write and they usually went on expeditions just to have a record, kind of like a black, like a black box that we have now. Like they just write everything down. Um, and plus he's a man of God. So it's kind of, it's, it, you, you have to take a story with a grain of salt, but it's interesting that what he, what he reports is insane. So they, they go down the Amazon and the, the plan was to rate, okay, we're just going to raid a couple of villages and we'll come back and then we'll resume looking for the, the city of gold. Well, they get caught downstream they go like 250 miles down and they're like, okay, we're, we're screwed. We can't go back up. It's too strong. So the, they, like, just without even trying, they were the first group of people to, to fully navigate the, the length of the Amazon, which is which is super, like, longer than any other river ever, right? So, so he reports there are ten cities, countless cities of 10,000 people or more they could muster a force of 50,000 soldiers with age between 30 and 70. So not even young guys are in this. They don't let young guys uh, uh, participate in military, which is interesting. Right. That's kind of like an interesting fact about like a, a society. Right. Like they must have developed in some certain way to, to have that rule um, and then Carvajal goes on. They're sophisticated, well-organized. There are systems in place. They all spoke one language. So it wasn't just a bunch of different tribes that were speaking different variations of languages. It was all one language. And they had like – they had – he knew they had a good economy because they, he could tell there are signs of a good economy, like well-maintained roads. They went on a road, right? So they, So they would basically size up these coastal cities and say, okay – There there, there aren't that many guys. Let's just go in there and take their stuff. And they went in there one day. And this is all from Carvajal's account. They followed this road. It looked like a Roman road. That's what he said. Rivals out of Rome. They follow it. It's super wide, like a highway. And then they're only like 50 guys, maybe like 40 guys. They get to a point and they go, okay, there's no way. At some point, we're going to meet resistance. They probably have thousands and thousands of people. We should probably head back. So they head back. And then they, they, they go on about their journey. And then they hear as they go through the, the river that it, there's, a, there's a guy. I forgot his name. It starts with an M. Uh, shit, I forgot his name.
0: Montezuma? Uh,
3: no, not Montezuma. <laughs> Montezuma is Mexico. But anyway, he's like their chief guy. He's like the president or whatever it is. He's a guy who's running everything. And this is how he knew that they could muster that, uh, all these people. Now, just for comparison's sake, London at this time, contemporary with this, they had sixty thousand people, population basically inhabitants. That's the biggest city in Europe. On average, they had like eight some like cities like Cologne and cities like in France and Spain, 8,000, 10,000 people. It took the city of Toledo in Spain to until eighteen fifty to get to thirteen thousand people just for that city. And Toledo is like a, a heart, like a, that's a that's a big city. There, that was just a drop in the bucket for these guys. So. Anyway, they, they get to, they, they finish their journey, um, and then there are two other uh, guys. Uh, there's a Teixeira expedition, and there's another expedition. I forget what the other one is. But they report the same thing, right? They, uh, they, they report that there's a ton of people. There's, there's gold everywhere. We've got to send reinforcements and, you know, uh, exploit this area. So So that tells me that there is definitely something going on. Now, fast forward to the modern day they've done lidar t- you guys don't want lidar t- yeah, right? yeah yeah and they f- what do they find <laughs> roads that are described by carvajal like grid systems right places where people were deliberately planting and harvesting stuff on a large scale and con- conservative estimates like just based on the square footage of what they're uh, growing they they say man they're the average city is like 10 to 15,000 people at this time. This flies in the face of everything that we've learned. Um, so what, how come people didn't take his diary? Because, again, this is 1541. It took 18 months to get through all this. What happened to his diary? How come he got suppressed? Or maybe it's a fraud. Well, it wasn't until 350 fucking years later that someone pulled it out of the library and was like, oh, wow. Look at this, and they published it, and it immediately got—he got demonized, and then he—I uh, forget the guy's name—but he got demonized. Essentially, and they, they they suppressed it. So Canceled. again, that goes Canceled. back. It goes.
0: Cancel part culture. Cancelled. We should republish yeah, that exactly. shit. exactly. Audiobook it.
3: Yeah, and then it goes back to what Darren's saying. Like, there's always this force, whoever it is. It happened in this case. It happened to be uh, a dog dogmatic archaeologist and and priests Again, yeah, 1895, this is like, this is kind of like a golden age in archaeology.
0: It could be as simple as a king that doesn't want to admit that there's a kingdom bigger than his.
3: Yeah. Nah, exactly. man, get rid of that shit. But it, just because that guy exists and just because that guy hijacks the narrative, kind of like a virus, it doesn't deny the truth of what was actually there. 350 years earlier, there, it doesn't erase the fact that there were megacities at this time. It doesn't erase the fact that they had these intricate road systems. And it definitely doesn't erase the fact that these guys had Denisovan DNA that didn't go through the, the uh, Bering Strait. They must have taken a boat across the, the Pacific. Now, that leads you into a whole other can of worms. Now we have, not only do we have these three eyewitness accounts that, that, that validate each other, we have genetic evidence now. We have cultural evidence, because if you ask the tribes now, they speak, of, in their stories, it speaks of people coming by way of vessel a long time ago from a land that was on fire, right? And that, uh, assumably, uh, some people say, oh, that's Tierra del Fuego. That's why it's called Del Fuego. But really, it could also be Austra- Australasia, too, because Australasia was hit by a comet at some point, right? And there, they had a mass extinction there, too. So, I mean, there's all these, like, data points that if you try to connect the dots, um, you might not get a perfect picture, but there's something there, right? And that's what is important, that you notice that there's something that's worth looking further into there, yeah. right? And what's even more interesting, I just thought about this, like, an hour ago. The, the whole Francisco Orión or the, the conquistadors going to the new world, what, what was their motivation? It was greed, it was like an it was like a virus of of your personality like you you're willing to kill all these people to there was like no moral filter there they just they just went in and and greed drove them to do all of this stuff and then what do we have today we have the legacy of that based, that type of thinking greed driven thinking um resource based uh, um, uh the, the mind mindset of scarcity that's been running the show at, for, since then, basically. some of that was just now.
0: the propaganda of the day, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. And what's driving all that? You know, you, like if you get really deep into it, maybe they all had, maybe this group of people had something like toxoplasmosis that got them away from. Hey, instead of living in harmony and and trying to like raise a family and worship God, let's just re- control the resources and make people do the work for us. That that idea could have started with like some sort of malfunctioning of your wiring as a human. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Like, yeah.
3: yeah. So like now the question, Bruce thinks something stuff along those lines. And I thought this is interesting was by design, right? Someone deliberately introduced that type, whatever it is, my, an ideological virus or a genetic virus, or it could be archons.
2: I mean, spiritual influence or negative entities. I mean, you know, I was yeah. thinking about when you mentioned that that book. I was thinking about the other day about a book. I wonder if you look at all the be like Attila the Hun and Hitler and all these people that actually went around to try and and uh, like Alexander the Great. Do they all have? Do they? I wonder if they all have written evidence or or influences of spiritual entities or other others, mm-hmm. you know? It'd be interesting to know if if they're somewhat possessed.
0: Genghis Khan.
2: Or oh, that's who I meant, not yeah. until then. Maybe I'm maybe Probably
0: both, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, and like, so we have this, so with that story of, of the Amazonia, right, we have this ghost population now, right, that we know for sure existed at some point because they're eyewitness accounts. And then there's this other Unrelated um, article that I want to get to. Well, it's kind of related. Is the ghost population? Did you guys hear about this? This is very recently. They found a. Basically, they found an unknown archaic human existed, and they found out that it exists in upwards of 19% of Western African genome. So, and some people they have 19% of this uh, previously unknown hominin uh, was a, was mating with their their people at some point. Another. Th- and then related to that is they found out that Neanderthal, because previously, I know you guys had Bruce on, the Neanderthal DNA was never found in Africans, right? Neanderthal and Denisovan DNA. like So Asian, pe- Asian people and Caucasian people have upwards of 2%. Most, some people, if you want to be conservative, say 1% Neanderthal DNA. And Africans didn't have any. Now they found out, oh, they have 0.3% De- uh, Neanderthal DNA. That's, that should be like front page headlines of like archaeology magazine and all that stuff. Because for the longest time people have built their theories on out of Africa solely because the Af- the the West Africans specifically didn't have Neanderthal DNA. But guess what? Now they did. So okay that
0: And it's more diluted.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so it's more diluted. So what does Farther that mean? That from means source. it's further back it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so this is the hidden history I'm talking about. Like I it's It seems like, I don't think that this is new. I think maybe at some point, like if you think about uh, the library of Alexandria, the library of Ashurbanipal, like the Babylonian, uh, they might have had this type of information at the ready, and then it got burned down, right? Arson, right? Um, That should tell you something. There probably was some sort of force there, some sort of agenda going on to get rid of that information. What if they knew that? What if they knew the patterns of of history? What if they knew about Neanderthals who came in, except they didn't call them Neanderthals, obviously. Maybe they just called them, you know, what the Romans would call them, like a germ, right? A different type of people. Except the difference is they can mate with us. We all share this chromosome, chromosome two, which is what Bruce calls it. And that basically allows us to interbreed and have viable offspring, right? Even though this person's a Neanderthal, even though this person's a Denisovan, even a hobbit person. A hobbit person from Florida could have a baby with with a human. Like I a was host. just
2: gonna ask about the hobbits and the giants. Like, you know, there's evident the hobbits for sure are accepted, but I don't know about the giants.
0: I don't know about the giants either.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm not sure about
2: giants. I mean giants that's like that's the hidden the hidden part, it seems.
0: You know what I yeah. wonder if it does it have to be like uh giants? What do you mean? Well, it's because I was talking to Tasha, and she's like, you go see a lion in Africa, and it's like twice as big as a fucking lion in the zoo. And uh, same with all these animals we bring in captivity. They're like stunt. And I would argue that all of humankind is in some level of captivity right now. We've built our, our own zoo and put ourselves in it. It's not like a zoo kind of it is. I don't know what it is. But it's like we're docile. We're, we're highly domesticated. So if you like released a bunch of us into the fucking wild, and I mean like straight up wild, like I, you know, we say we've got some untouched tribes. I don't know how untouched they are, but you know, if you just had like a couple of fucking couple hundred people just roaming the Canadian fucking wilderness for 500 years or a couple thousand years, what would they you know would they start would you, would you start to get a foot foot and a half taller, or you know would you start to get more feral, more wild, more sasquatchy? maybe Sasquatch is just a, a couple of feral humans left out there, and we all look like that
3: that that point, Darren, that's a very interesting point because you can see that in other things, so here's a great example um, I don't know which part of China, but then the women there would would practice foot binding. Right? Do you guys know what that is? Yep. That intentionally yep. bind their feet,
2: so they little tiny, little tiny things. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I have to think that domestication is something like that, except it's in, it's more of like a mindset situation, right? Because how do you tame a wild horse? You have to get it into a certain mindset, right? Same thing with foxes. Foxes they change color once they become domesticated. There's a there's a physical response that that is begot from a, an ethereal change, right? Like ethereal meaning something that's not directly apparent, right? So in this case, it would be like their mindset, right? So I would have to think that government modern life is some sort of mind binding, some sort of ethereal binding that that a population has. And that's why, again, it becomes more and more compelling, like, well, I can't, I really can't rationalize how that would happen just randomly. It must, we must, because a pig doesn't domesticate itself. It's something else has to influence it in order for it to go down that direction. Right. Um, another interesting thing about domestication is it's reversible too. So you can get a domesticated pig, send it out into the wild. It'll grow. It's skin will thicken. It's change. It's color will change and it'll grow hair. It'll grow tusks. So yeah, that's a
0: like, real good example is actually looking at a pig. Taking a domestic pig to a wild pig because you do not want to yeah. fuck with like a wild instantly, pig. Like
2: instantly, instantly it changes. Not like instantly.
0: That. What is this? Isn't Dungeons and Dragons?
2: No, no, no. <laughs> like that
0: it goes into the bush, just poof, fucking. You can <laughs> see the horns. No, but horn. I mean, how many how many generations <laughs> right. does it take? No, oh, it takes like a couple of years.
2: Is it that same pig though, or different generations?
0: Same, same pig.
2: pig. Same pig. Well, that's that's what I meant by instantly.
0: And you're oh, that's what, well. There's a big difference between the same pig in a couple of years and instantly. <laughs> but yeah. you're probably part pig so take that into account i mean that's a, it looks like we're mostly pig and monkey whether that's from crossbreeding or i mean it was i think it was bruce who we talked to was it bruce no or, somebody someone else someone who... else we talked to about you know monkey probably fucked the pig here we are i mean they practice tattooing <laughs> on pigs they practice operating on pigs pigs are the closest thing to us from a fucking like skin standpoint but we got 99% monkey. I mean, it's like, and then we got Jewish people and Arab people who don't eat pork. Is that because it's dirty? Or is that because it used to be, that's like you're eating your um, ancient fucking self. Well, apparently it takes longer to digest pork than anything. Because cause humans don't like digesting human.
2: Is there, is there genetic evidence of that? or is?
0: I thought the whoever we had on talking to that, like. Had some yeah. evidence of it.
3: Yeah, I'd have to look
0: look back into it. But I mean, the pig thing keeps coming up, right? I mean, I've I've been hearing the pig thing. The funny thing is, when you used to hear the pig thing back in the day, it oh, seemed yeah. fucking crazy.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and a... it's like
0: the more questions and research you do, it's like, well, Jesus Christ, <laughs> yeah. there's something to do with like the heart too. I think the pig heart's like very similar to a human heart. It's fucked up.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they've done, like, organ transplants, right, where, like, a human body would take a a pig organ. Not all of them, but, like, mm. I think I've heard that somewhere. I don't know. That could be fake news, too. I haven't really looked
0: We're probably fucking eight pig hybrids, so get used to it.
3: Well, didn't South Park talk about this? Man bear pig? Remember man bear oh, pig? Oh, you remember, like, <laughs> yeah.
0: I think Seinfeld even had the pig man, right? Remember Kramer really? helped him escape? Oh, that's hilarious.
3: Oh man, that's interesting. Um what were we talking about before that? Oh, we're talking about like domestication and stuff, yeah. Um Gra- uh, Graham, I actually want to address your uh I know you wanted to ask me about Doggerland. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so,
0: I got uh, it here. I got it here. It was uh Eugene McCarthy. Grimeric talks hybridization, stabilization, and macroevolution with Eugene McCarthy, PhD. What what episode was that? Oh two hundred thirty two. Wow.
3: Do you think we, there's like a link well,
0: between? No, go ahead. Oh, go just it's uh, Eugene McCarthy joined us chat about his many years of research into hybridization stabilization. So his theory was that it's hybridization and stabilization has more to do with where we're at than evolution. evolution. Yeah. Uh, wow. We talk about the differences between this and Darwinism, like the accumulation of mutations versus genetic process. We get right into hybridization, even possibilities of where humans may have come from, i.e. pigs and monkeys. And there are many, many more examples of how true hybridization works. And of course, we ask about Darren's wolfen and the liger. Oh, that's where the wolfen came out. That's where the wolfen first came up. And I still think I'm right about the wolfen. Dolphins came from fucking wolves, man. Either one way or the other. That worked one way or the other. Because a, a dolphin is a mammal, I would argue that it worked the
3: other way. What about sea lions and, like, seals? That Are they, like, the, the missing link between the dolphin and the dog? And the wolves?
0: Well, there could... Maybe there's... I would see be like a he, he would say that that's all. He animals. would say that's
2: all hybridization. Like oh, it's right, not right. like genetic. You're not evolving from the water to the land. It's like you're mixing it. And well, I think he actually, said both. No, he was well, okay with true. both. Well, Long-term minor traits. And, minor traits. I think you know, but not not like big. But differences. major switches like, were hybridization. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, But I mean, you look at the skeleton of a dolphin man. It's got fucking hind legs. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. People send that's, that's, me wolf and stuff all the time. I have a building fucking binder of wolf and evidence to unleash on you one day. But you got to wonder, because there's, there's only, I think there's only a couple mammals in the, couple mammals in the ocean, right? Whales and dolphins.
3: Whales, dolphins, manatees, I think. Sea lions.
0: Those are all manatees are just different type of dolphin though. Really, pretty much. So I guess sea lions are like the actual. So sea lions. I mean, by by my idea, I would say that you know, in a fucking million years from now, sea lions will be fully aquatic. They're almost there now. So the sea lions are where the wolves were a million years ago. The wolf Hmm. ins. Sorry.
3: Interesting interesting and then maybe there were more but they got wiped out somehow right? it
0: could be because i mean race is probably an evolutionary thing too right i mean honestly i don't know if you're allowed to say that but it would seem like the same humans go to different parts of the world and you spend a bunch of time there you start to look different in different ways so i don't think you always need to have like yeah, i don't know you, i don't know if like, I agree with thing that was because that you there, there, to have there wasn't
2: enough time for us to do that I don't think there was enough time for humans to evolve into different races. It doesn't seem applicable. Even if it was eight hundred thousand years ago when, when the eight hundred thousand years ago would do it for
0: sure. No, I think it's I enough think time it's, for sure. No, I don't think so. 100%. I don't think it could make
3: I don't think it can make a new species, but there's divergence. I mean there I mean three hundred thousand years or three hundred and fifty thousand years depending on who you ask, we diverge with Neanderthals, but yet we could still make with them. So is that really evolution or is that more adaptation? That's
0: on, what, so that's, I guess, that's yeah. what I would say is, is that probably race is more adaptation than evolution. But I mean, adaptation yeah. is really just a fucking, a micro of evolution being a macro then. It's just like one sliver of the ruler. So it's like when you get 30 slivers, then it's evolution, but one sliver is only mm-hmm. adaptation. I mean, we see we can see that now. We can see that in real time that if you cram different things into different corners, they act fucking differently and uh, slowly start to adapt to the surrounding. Humans are super, super adaptable, so I don't think you need you. So it's like you don't need to have things on the way to each other. You can have different versions of the thing because it's gone to different places. Do you think it would ever? Like, look, look at dogs. Look at dogs are a perfect fucking example. Look what we can do with dogs just through. Adapting them through selective breeding and this and that and the other, and I think that kind of naturally takes effect over long turns of time like you go to you go to um Australia and you're stuck in the sun all day or Africa and it's fucking hot as fuck, so you develop eventually you adapt to such a system that your body doesn't let in as much of the fucking sunlight it doesn't like I forget what the what's the uh pigment the pigment or whatever that you know there's something to that. Because black people can go walk around Africa all day and be okay. And if my oh, redheaded no. buddy yeah. Dustin goes to Africa for like 20 minutes, he's fucked.
3: Yeah. He'll be pink.
0: <laughs> like he honestly, yeah, day. this dude can't do sun. He, he just can't do it. So there's something to that, right? There's, they can deal with the temperature better than us.
3: But if he mated with your friend, the black eyed sister, then that would be okay. Right. They could have children.
0: Well, that's right? probably, yeah, exactly.
3: At what, at what point does that go away? At what point does the chromosome change where you can't have viable offspring?
0: Right? I don't know. Um, why don't we do an experiment? We'll right. get you fucking all sorts of different stuff, and we'll see what gets <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> that number one video on,
3: like,
0: porn Pornhub. Pornhub. What What's Justin up to this week?
3: <laughs> <laughs> What's viable? Because,
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know, it's it's this weird thing that all those things – I mean, I'm not – Okay. I'm not saying I want to fuck pigs, but nobody's getting away with fucking a pig in 2020. You know what I mean? We've said the society set up such a way that that seems crazy. Is that because the pig might get pregnant and everyone will freak the fuck out, or is it because fucking pigs is weird? I I I think it's probably a little both.
3: Didn't someone say like in the 80s that uh, AIDS came from someone fucked a monkey? Like, do you think that really happened? Do you think there are people out there doing that? No, I don't, like, think, well, I don't
0: I think so. I don't know. There's 7 billion know. motherfuckers running around out there. Who knows what some of these people are up to, honestly. I think it's quite possible. Yeah, there
2: could, I be, know there some could du- be bestiality fetishes and stuff. I mean, people are dressing shit. up in fur and pretending to do it, so, you know.
3: There are all these rumors of CRISPR, like stuff, especially in China, like they're gen- they're fucking with the genetics and making human-animal-human hybrids. If people are doing, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're doing that. I don't think that's that's like a rumor. I think that's gotta be true. I, I think there are like leaked files. I haven't looked too much into it, but I, I'm pretty sure that that's going on. So if that's going on now, who's to say that didn't happen like in the remote past, right? That could also happen too. Uh, obviously there's no evidence for this. I, that's why I don't really talk about it, but I do read up on it. And I am aware that if history tends to repeat itself, you know, so, I mean, I don't know, is that like a sign of intelligence? Like once something gets so intelligent that it starts to manipulate its environment and maybe and it manipulate its genetics or other things, genetics, I mean, if people are willing to subjugate a whole group, an ethnic group and enslave them, that's a form of that, essentially, right? They're, they're changing, they're manipulating their life essentially what's the the, all the variables as they can they want to control so they can have a certain outcome maybe at at some level once you have enough resources you start to just fuck with people's genetics Mm -hmm. and maybe that's why we can't find missing links to anything maybe uh that's why people think uh a walrus is always a walrus because god or whatever genetic engineer made it that way and then it just stuck anyway
2: yeah i I, I like that (laughs) I don't know. All right, uh, let's hit let's hit Doggerland before we before we wrap, wrap on time.
0: up. Yeah, yeah, okay.
2: Because oh, you got yeah, this yeah. beautiful slide up here that shows us like the current state of the British Isles and the mainland Europe, and then like sixteen thousand, eight thousand, seven thousand years ago, what it was like. You want
3: me to uh, you want me to screen share with you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you
2: if you could, yeah. <clears throat> okay. That'd be, um. All right. <laughs>
3: Here we go. Do you guys? Do you guys see it? Um, not yet. I think it's coming in right now. Do you guys see? It? You guys should see it. It's on my screen. You can see like the eye of the man. And
2: nope, nope. The... Oh, oh, there it is. is. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like
3: that one. Yeah, that's good. Okay, cool, cool. Um, let me zoom in. Oh, no, I guess that's fine. Okay, so hopefully the, the viewers can see this. Yeah. Um, Come on, so, Justin. <laughs> so this is Doggerland here, right? Um, you can kind of see the North Sea and, and um, everything's separated now, right? This is more of what the boundaries look like today. Um, so the Netherlands here, there's this city called Monster Netherlands. That's what it's called. Um, they might pronounce it differently, but I just call it Monster because it's spelled like Monster. And they have this contraption, or what you will. It's called the Zand motor, which translates to sand engine, right? So what it does is, because the Netherlands are, it's trying to stave off um, flooding. Like, it's trying to keep its real estate, essentially, because every year it's, it keeps sinking lower and lower into the North Sea. So what, what the Zand motor is designed to do is it's designed to dredge up the, the ocean bottom and add it to keep adding it to the beach, so they keep, so they can essentially rebuild their beach. Otherwise, it would just all sink into the water. So because of that, they've been dredging up this soil or whatever you, the sand that dates to the Stone Age. Right. Okay.
2: And remind Earth, remind people what, when the Stone Age was.
3: So Stone Age is basically it can, it's basically the entire Pleistocene essentially. So the Pleistocene starts like two and a half million years ago up until the Younger Dryas uh, time. So they've dredged up core samples that date back like 800,000 years that, where they found human activity.
2: Oh, I thought area. it was more recent. Oh, okay.
3: Wow. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It, there is recent stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Yeah, they, they've dredged up cemeteries. So along the beach, there, there are entire cemeteries of these extinct villages washing up on the shore. And then so now what's going on, because there's so much stuff, is they first these scientists were trying to gather every, like, all the artifacts themselves they, they just didn't have enough people so they opened it up to the public so now you have all these beachcombers looking through finding like like one there's an the article that I did uh, uh, followed the story of one of these beachcombers and in one day she's kind of an elderly lady too so she's not even like peak physical condition she found like 500 things in one day 500 artifacts one of which was a neanderthal tool that goes back fifty thousand years ago so (laughs) they have like these this is a really interesting instance because you have the public to uh have this direct pipeline to the scientists in terms of evidence and what they find and so they just whatever they find they submit it to the lab and then they 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 you know they document it they they put paperwork associated with everything they're finding and you can imagine that, that requires a lot of resources, a lot of manpower, a lot of hours. So, so they take – right now, I'll, I think the majority of people are just on a volunteer basis. They're not really paying anybody, only, like, the really – you know, the people with the PhDs and all that stuff. But now they're, they're thinking about – in light of all this, they're thinking about taking something like the Zan motor and applying it to, like, Beringia and, like, South America – and and even uh, places in the Cur- uh, Caribbean, all these all these underwater uh, places where they suspect that there was some sort of civilization when the sea level was lower. Yeah, like now
2: 300, that- 400 feet lower.
0: Well, you know what's funny is that there's that crazy island like way the off is the way. Resource? No, it's it, the one that's like. Off of Portugal? Mm, or No, it's west of the UK. West of Ireland specifically. It's like yeah, west that, of Ireland. Either, yeah. There's a tiny little island there. It's just got like a little hut where monks used to go back in the day. And it's like, you look at this fucking island and it's like, do you really think someone sailed out there to build this hut? They must have walked there at some point. Anyway, yeah. am I looking at, so all that, all the like, well, I don't even know what color Where, where's, that is. Where's
2: Beringia again? All that
0: like flesh colored stuff is, uh-huh. oh, used I mean, to be land. Yeah.
3: Yeah. These were lowlands. So, how long ago? Every- as recently as 5,500, 6,500 years ago. So how is that possible? Because it was a gradual thing. So all of, so the Netherlands are basically marshlands, right? So how do you get a marsh? Well, uh, once upon a time,
0: Holy the marsh
3: was, was a rich lowland, right? So it, these were rich lowlands with, with it was totally ideal for, hunting, for hunting and gathering, growing crops having fresh water, all of these things that you need, it's even better than, than uh, the UK now, like in terms of like, if you, if you had a group of hunters, right, and you guys, I don't know, threw dice to see who got first dibs on the land, you would pick Doggerland first because it just has everything you need in a, in a society. It's no reason, I mean, it's not a coincidence that, they, that these guys were fishing up, I told you guys last time, that these fishermen, 200 years ago, they were reporting it, that they were finding weapons, They were finding pots, they were finding tools, they were finding all of these things. Like, wow, there's just so much activity. Well, when they did the core sample, they found out that not only was it just Homo sapiens that were coming and going, Neanderthals came in and and were uh, taking advantage of the land. And before them, 800,000 years ago, was was an archaic human called uh, Homo antecessor, they were doing the same thing 800,000 years ago. And they, they know this because of the core sample, because of geology. So geology, I, I know you guys have heard of um, the, the Greenland ice cores. Yeah
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. That essentially proved the Younger Dryas. Well, this is very similar. And here's another interesting thing about the North Sea. The North Sea is one of the coldest seas in the world. It's really, it's, and that makes sense right because it used to be a glacier a giant ice sheet at one point right so because of that it's preserving all of this organic material that would normally be eaten up by organisms and bacteria and and all of these different uh forces that deteriorate all the stuff but since it's like ice ice cold it's just basically it just needs to be defrosted essentially so this is inspired um i mentioned earlier the 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 European frontier or ancient frontier uh, project.
2: Oh, yeah. I wanted to ask project. you what the name of that How deep's exactly. that
0: water now, then?
2: Ancient Frontier Project. How oh, deep's the English I
3: Channel? I think it's about like at its, at its deepest. I don't know the exact number. I would guess like 300 to 400 feet. Not that much. Maybe uh, less than that.
0: Yeah. I got the English. So that channel. flood,
2: though, like in your other graphic, which 174 you have, 74 green... meters. Yeah, that's about exactly 500 feet, probably.
0: So that's a lot of water, though, yeah. from 5,000 years ago. Where'd that shit come from?
2: Well, I mean, look, the ice after the Younger Dryas, yeah. I guess three it's or still, 400 feet. We're always so... dumping
0: water in, right? We're always no, dumping no, water in. Not
3: always. I mean,
0: there was a well, the time bow... on the earth without without ice, right? But the bow hasn't stopped running.
3: I don't know if you guys 10, can 10,000 years. There's... Yeah. You guys yeah. see the light blue dotted line here? Yeah. Yeah. That was the ex- the, at the LGM, the last glacial maximum. That is what, this was where the giant block of ice was. The so last see- glacial
2: maximum. But you got to just say how long ago, the last glacial maximum, that's oh, like 30,000, that t- 20, 20,000? 20,
3: like 20,000 years ago. Yeah, okay. So, so like so, 18,000 BC.
2: So, so 20,000 wow. years ago, that, that whole glacier was there.
3: Yeah, and then the whole thing was there.
2: and then the flood that you talked about from Scandinavia oh, so
0: that could all be slowly receding because it was all pushed up from the way of that glacier so that land's probably sinking too
3: yeah and I, you guys had grant uh, uh, Randall on and Randall has this thing called aso, uh, isostatic depression yeah so, so that was that's yeah,
0: going back down because the glacier is gone
3: yes. So now it's kind of like doing this long like it's kind of bouncing up and down a little bit like at a geological level because it's still because it just had like in in in, the, in terms of geological timescale, just an instant ago it had this giant heavy block of ice on it you know so it's still reeling from that and the Netherlands is the perfect is a perfect uh, uh, example of the of the effects to this day because the Netherlands probably well, if it wasn't for the Zan motor, it would be diminishing year by year.
0: Well, it is. They're just like artificially <laughs> augmenting
3: it. Yeah, exactly. With the bones of the past, literally.
0: So
2: what happened so- with that that other Sterega landslide or whatever that was more like, how many thousands of years ago would that be? Like le- after the Younger Dryas, there was something in Scandinavia that, that helped this flood as well?
3: Right, so there was a tsunami that came from the direction of Norway. So it was kind of, and that was because there was a, um, a basically huge block of ice just melted and it just washed up, it just emptied into the North Sea because it would, at, by that point it was already filling up. There was very little le- of the landmass left. And they had, um, this. if you guys can see in the middle, you can see Dogger Bank. Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. So there was an island here, essentially, this little thing. And that was, it's kind of like, if you look at Easter Island now, you can kind of see that, wow, if you, if you drain the ocean a little bit, there's like way more to this landmass. Well, that's what Dogger Bank is. It's like the remnants of Dogger land. So you can, the reason why this is so compelling is because you can see it in all over the world. If it, I recommend anybody listening now, I know Google Earth does, like, um, they, a lot of people have problems with Google Earth, but there are some telltale signs if you just look at it from a bird's-eye view, a satellite view. You can see, like, this effect uh, just in the shallow water around islands now. It's very, very interesting stuff. So that's why I mentioned, um, I think, Graham, you asked where Beringia is. Yeah, yeah. Beringia, Beringia is where Alaska and Siberia are connected.
2: Oh, right. So, okay, the Bering Strait there?
3: Yeah, they want to they put something like the Zan motor there just to put all that speculation to rest, which I think is a great idea, and I think people unanimously would want that to happen. The only people who don't want that to happen, take a guess, just the people who built their theories on the Beringia hypothesis and, and people, the Clovis first hypothesis and all that stuff. Yeah, But you can't suppress stuff like technology... <laughs> and irrefutable uh, rev- uh, evidence and stuff like that, because it's just there. Are there? Eventually, the truth comes out.
2: Nowadays, especially out. with with uh, nowadays,
3: yeah. especially yeah, they can't just murder everybody who's, who's like involved in this because the public's involved now. Like you could take you could take your your son or daughter to to Monster Amsterdam or Monster uh, Netherlands and uh, take home a Neanderthal bone, <laughs> right? You could do that. Um that that's possible now. So, so is that, do you think UK that that is still sinking?
2: No, no nothing's what?
0: sinking really. It well, could be is, the UK, well, all that whole area could still be fucking sinking. No, well, it's not that, that no, doesn't no, sink. Yeah, it does so sink the from the because the isostatic depression is gone
3: but th- these are elevated plateaus and elevated highlands so it's going to take like another flood for them to really sink okay. like a substantial so flood.
2: was that was that uh th- that tsunami do you think that was the biblical flood or did that have something to do with it like was it big I, enough to be I, was it big enough to affect the mediterranean all that down at that point probably not i right? think
0: when was the tsunami because you know what i forget randall or someone talks about we had someone on the show that was showing us some like it was somewhere in the Caribbean or you know where it was? It was on the on the east coast of Africa that there's like giant drumlins from an impact in the in- Indian Ocean oh, yeah. like five thousand yeah, yeah. years ago.
2: Well that this was fifty five hundred BC, I think, right? So seven thousand B C or
0: fifty five hundred years ago.
3: No, fifty five hundred BC. So like okay. seven thousand years, 7, years, 8, years 8, 8. when everything started to go mm. south. Um I think the, the the tsunami was probably the result of multiple either. Like multi- multiple destabilizations of the, of the remnants of the ice sheet there. Because by that point, most of the ice sheet, because there's the Younger Dryas event that took out a large chunk of it. And remember, it was already, before the Younger Dryas impact event, it was warming. So it was already um, <clears throat> melting before it actually got completely destabilized.
0: And then it probably so, got super warm, like super warm, super fast.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you can see that in the ice cores because of that, that spike. You can see it. Like, it's From literally, all, you can see the graph.
0: All the water vapor, it got super humid in this motherfucker. So are they finding any Ooparts in, in that?
2: Uh, Ooparts? Yeah, in that sand stuff. What's an Oopart? what? Out-of-place artifact. Oopas? Ooparts. Ooppa. Oh. Ooppa.
3: Um Oh, something like the Antikythera device, like something like well, that. Well, maybe
2: not that stri- significant, but, you know, maybe gems or crystals or stuff that's, you know, like, going, you know, that shows some machining capability from way back when, or just some weird out of place thing that I guess, I don't know. I, I don't guess know their date that. when they date them, I guess they, f- when they figure out what they are and then they date them afterwards. Right. Like how would they tell the difference between the, you know, some skulls from 7,000 years ago compared to like hundreds hundred, uh, hundreds or tens of
3: thousands. Well, some of the skulls that they like the cemeteries I mentioned earlier, they sequence like five individuals DNA already. They sequence wow. it. So, yeah, so they, um, they, they, they find information that way. They'll use the geological, uh, the, the, the core samples, the sediment samples again, and use that <laughs> as a scale and compare it to the artifacts that are washing up on the beach and, like, which sediment that came from. Because, again, with the Zan motor, you can track the levels because you, the person operate. well, I don't think a person's operating it. I think it's just automated at this point. But they can see, they can go back in the records and say, okay, they, it, it excavated this part at this time. So they could go back and track like, where the, where, which part of the strata came from and then just go from there. And again, some of the oldest remnants that, that they found were, again, this Homo antecessor. And again, that magic number, 800,000 or so years ago, they were living here. So, so what was going on 800,000 years ago? Like, it seems like there was this worldwide thing happening, similar to the Younger Dryas. Like, at the Younger Dryas, it seems like it was a worldwide thing that could be, you know, the legacy of that could be a bunch of different stories, like like uh, Atlantis is the big one, or the biblical flood, flood right? Yeah. And then now that we've examined that, now we know that it wasn't just one giant flood, although there was one giant flood, but a series of floods, and yeah. a series of impact events, and a series of famines that came after that. And then not only that, there were a series of, of volcanic explosions. Dark right?
2: ages, like, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. And so uh, that's why I, I think it, it'll be someone in the in the future is gonna be able to look at all this and find some sort of pattern, of some sort of cataclysmic pattern, right? I know Randall talks about like the the not just the the um the the clock of the of the of the of the Earth, but like this cosmological time scale, right? And it seems like. All of the, like Mount Toba and all of these cataclysms seem to happen at certain times when we're in a certain position in the universe. (laughs) It's like every
0: 13,000 years, as near as I can tell.
3: Yeah, and when I first heard that, I'm like, no way. That just seems like someone's trying to force a a circular peg into a square, like, hole. It seems to be
0: twice per Mm procession.
3: Yeah, so... Are we due? I don't know. Some There are some people who make a living off of like scaring people with that. I don't know. But I know for certain that at some point, something like that's going to happen again. It's not like we're suddenly safe.
0: Well, if you like, use the Younger Dryas as the last one, then we're right up on it.
3: Yeah. Yeah, we're coming up on it, right? So who knows? Maybe that, maybe it's not gonna be a, a common impact. Maybe it'll be something more invisible. Maybe it'll be like something like this coronavirus. Maybe it'll come in the form of like a dictator, or it might come in the form of like a technology, like a Black Swan event, right? I know there was some guy I was talking to the other day, and this is completely unrelated, but he was talking to me about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, and how how that started from some shadow. No one knows who started it, and he just threw that out there, and now people are making fucking millions and millions of dollars off of just this this technology that most people know nothing about you know so like maybe that's the black swan who knows you know maybe it's something that we just can't see coming ever and you know i don't know where where i don't know where to go from there i just know that that's where i am now yeah with all this information yeah
2: Yeah. what about the dna sequencing that was done on the five people in that Uh, area like is there anything interesting out of that
3: they haven't released the results yet. They've oh. sequenced them, though. Okay. So that's coming soon. So you got to stay posted on this because, this is again, this all just happened within the last, like, I know the Xan motor was introduced in 2011, but they weren't really finding stuff on this scale until pretty recently. So um, that's going to be something in the coming months that I would, like, be glued to is what, what did they find from this, from, uh, this gene sequencing?
0: Well, I heard yeah. a rumor that the, the coronavirus only affects like a certain sect of Asian men.
3: Yeah, I heard about that. The ACE 2 or something like so that. So that
0: sure seems like another fucking bioweapon escaped.
3: Yeah, bio. There you go. That's another technology. Who invented bioweapons? Like, what? where? Like, when did that start? When did people start. Well, people are fucking idiots. I mean, really, you guys? Does it seem like
0: a good idea to make a bioweapon? I mean, it's not hard to fucking – it's not hard for me to like – even with my simple faculties, it's not hard for me to project out where bioweapons end up. Zombie apocalypse. It's just like it's a fucking given. All roads lead to zombie apocalypse. Some roads take longer to get there, but that's where they all end up.
3: Yeah, for sure. Maybe maybe it makes sense to somebody under the influence of some sort of parasite again. The it goes back to genetics, right?
0: They're on the spice.
3: They're they're on the the Mexican local weed. That's what they're. Yeah, right? don't go As bad off on
0: the weed. All right. <laughs> it's the spice, the melange.
3: But yeah, and then like and then we can then this leads to all other kinds of subjects, right? Like psychedelics is an obvious subject that you can kind of segue from here. And you start to think about, okay, why does something like a mushroom exist? Why do psychedelic experiences exist? Why, do, like, ter- if you guys have read Terence McKenna, um, he talks about novelty being generated, or you, you could, humans are able to tap into novelty once they take high doses of psychedelics. What's novelty? Who's in charge of that? Is, that, is novelty kind of like a natural resource we find, like, when you mine for gold? Maybe you mine the, your, the inner your inner brain for novelty, you know what I mean? For ideas, are ideas something that could be cultivated in mind? Like the list goes on and on. Right. And these could, all these things I mentioned could be encoded in some sort of scripture somewhere. Right. There, it, no one really knows because either there's a lack of information or it's being suppressed. And again, it all goes back to being this hijacking, just like a virus, right. Just like a virus hijacks a person. Um, there could be someone who just had a leg up on everybody else. They just got some sort of ideological upgrade, if you want to call it. And they just ran with it. You know, they started to infect others and bend them to their will. I don't know. I feel like I'm rambling, guys. I don't know. This is like No, crazy. no, no, no. It's
0: good. It's good. <laughs> this this is great. Yeah. This is a good one. I'm enjoying yeah, it. I,
3: yeah. Yeah. I didn't even get to talk about the Australian fires. Like, they've uncovered, like, the the brush fires were burnt. I mean, the brush was burnt away, and they found more ancient stuff that predates the pyramids. I didn't even get to talk about that. Maybe that'll be the next episode. Is that, well, do that have shit's you have a video it's on that? In the, way of the
0: high speed rail. So they're just going to be dynamiting that shit.
3: <laughs> I, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that, map. <laughs> so what do you mean
2: by they were burning away the bushes?
3: Oh, so, so, um, if you, well, in burned. Southwest, in Southwest, Southwest Victoria. Yeah, in southwest Victoria there's this uh culture called the Gunditmara culture and and they they inhabited this place called Boond Bidge or Bidge Budge Bim Budge Bim. I, I yeah, Budge Bim. And they have like a national park and everything. And the fires burnt away a lot of the brush at the national park. And one thing that this culture was known for was their aquaculture. So they were basically what that means is they had stone channels that they built that were kind of like traps where they can trap eels and eat them. It was like a, a huge, a huge uh, stone complex. Well, before the fires, it was just like this one little like aspect of it. And then the fires burnt away and they found like 20 like acres or something more of the same thing. And then they dated it. it it's from 5,500 B.C. Wow. Or six thousand five hundred BC. One of those. I'm complaining the numbers, but yeah, around there. And again, like that. Pre- the pyramids are four thousand something BC or something like that. Well, they, so pre- mainstream, the mainstream.
2: The mainstream. Mainstream, mainstream, mainstream yeah, right,
3: yeah, yeah. right, right, right. But but still, like that's an that's an incredible. If you told the, the average person, hey, they found that. Did you hear the Australian fires? Uh, uh, revealed this ancient complex that that's older than the pyramids. That would blow people's minds, like the average person uh, mind. Yeah. That's
0: not fucking newsworthy, Justin. That is not <laughs> newsworthy. Didn't you hear what fucking Donald Trump said this morning?
2: What let's get that dredger. Let's get that dredger Let's get that dredger out in <laughs> whatever Donald Australia Trump and, tweeters yeah. tweets,
0: that's the news.
2: That would be interesting. Get it out in the in Asia and the Philippines and all that. Indonesia and Australia. Get the dredger out there.
0: I got, I think that that was all something, you know, because that would all been connected too, right from Australia, right up into what's there, Hong Kong or whatever the fuck. Oh, like
3: all Indian through the Utah.
0: Philippines, Indonesia, yeah. all those islands. That was probably all fucking lined up or all yeah, that's,
3: above
0: that's border.
2: That's
3: where the hobbit people day. were. The yeah. hobbit people were living there, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they were living there as recently as 10,000 years ago.
2: Holy so, shit, really? I didn't know that. Yeah.
0: So that, yeah, to it me, is, it seems like those are the survivors that are fucking running like a motherfucker to high ground as they as their way of life is slowly disappearing because the water's coming and coming and coming and coming.
3: Yeah. And it's crazy to think about all the legends that surround that. Like if you, if like Bruce talks about all the local legends in Australia, like he's, he lives in Australia and he has like, he has direct connections to all the chieftains there and stuff. So they tell him the stories and their origin stories are now being corroborated by science. It's really interesting stuff. And I think, People who are new to this subject should definitely look into Australia first. And that's not to mention like other anomalies that are seemingly unrelated, like the Great Barrier Reef. What the hell is the Great Barrier Reef all about? How come there are no other Great great Barrier Reefs? Why is it only there? Or like the the Amazon rainforest. How come there are all these like such diverse biodiversity there? It seems like there used to be a a metropolis there that had like a giant greenhouse that some sophisticated society was cultivating all these different plants and then some and then all the people die and, and then it
2: went overgrown, overgrown. holy yeah. shit eh
3: yeah and like what maybe the great barrier reef was something like that and then it just went underwater that's the difference Well, so, what's so you're
0: comparing the amazon rainforest to my unkept backyard <laughs> i forget yeah. to take out the mower for weeks on end it's fucking growing. There's this thriving civilizations of different kinds of bugs. And then I pull out the mower. Yeah, you got to
3: pull out the mower. Did you, you hear, rip-
0: did you hear what happened
2: with the Great Barrier Reef and that uh, that scientist that was suing the... Uh,
0: I thought it was all dying, the Great Barrier Reef. Oh,
2: I'm, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be narrative. able to. Uh, but the, they, was, they sued. Like, this guy got fired and kicked out because he was saying... Oh, yeah. And he won. He
0: ended up winning.
2: On all eight counts. Yeah, They fucking threw, wow. basically said, You're, they're 100% wrong on all eight. And this guy there had to crowdfund his, His, you know, this is the, this is part of the suppression, I feel like, you know? I mean, it's all backwards. He was proving yeah. scientifically that it was, that the Great Barrier Reef was fine or whatever. And there was a little, yeah. they had misconstrued the 93% thing, which was really 93% of 1% of something was uh, acidic and uh, it's just
3: unfortunate yeah. that uh, information is being <clears throat> weaponized like that yeah, to push yeah. agendas, especially with climate science. Like yeah. uh, Randall talks a lot about. I always bring up Randall, but he really is one of the only truth tellers left, and he, he backs it up with hard science. And c- pe- people, I think everybody should know now that CO two emissions have nothing to do with w- warming. It actually makes things colder because plants eat CO two. You know, I mean that, that's that, again another episode, but yeah, it just sucks that that people are taking advantage of a lack of information such as the Great Barrier Reef, and then they're just using it like to make up these fake news narratives. Yeah. Yeah. And to push their agenda. And it's like, man, you're doing such a disservice yeah, yeah. To, to humanity. And it sounds overblown, but it's not. That really is. When you logically follow the after effects of 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 mis- of deliberately misconstruing the facts and and, and beguiling people. Yeah. Fear you, you, you all you the get, f- like,
2: Oh, the fear yeah, like, and the policies. I mean, they're, they're trying to, it's not like they're just saying the earth is flat or something like that. I mean, this is like you're changing policies. You know, you're, you're, you're scaring the hell out of people. Totally. You're affecting people. You're affecting everybody's daily life
0: by pushing that. Fear is the mind killer. Yeah. Shuts the brain down. Well, Justin, we're just about out of time. But I think, you know, as usual, 90 minutes has flown by. An hour and a half evaporates. Wow into thin wow. air. We're getting some people in the chat saying that we should do a three-way with the Snake Bros. One yeah, day yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I that'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah, I love those guys.
3: that yeah, be a I'd good little
0: roundtable.
3: I want to actually go up to Calgary because I'm looking at um, – I just moved recently. I live in California, but I'm yeah. looking to move again. Like, I'm looking to move to Washington State around there. Communes in there. Washington.
0: Yeah,
2: We're going to so, Washington in March 21st there. March 21st
0: is a vision quest. We'll be Dude, on a big. I, we're on a plot of land, five acres down just outside of Wenatchee, Washington, and we'll be uh, getting into just it. Just
2: hanging out. We'll just be hanging out for the yeah. weekend. So I'm
3: going to oh, come man. up. You're welcome okay. to. You,
0: you can fly into Calgary and we'll drive you down.
3: Let's do it. Let's
0: All right. You got to be I, here on the I, 19th.
3: I'll bring a jacket for sure. I'll need one.
0: You'll need a fucking jacket. <laughs> totally.
3: I need a fucking jacket. Yeah.
0: hundred percent.
2: You don't need boots. And an umbrella. You don't. Definitely for Washington. It'll probably be pouring rain we got to keep yeah. that in mind. In March?
0: No, it's still yeah. going to be cold.
2: Raining. It's
0: not going to be below zero there. Yeah, it is.
2: Fuck. What are we doing out there in March?
0: It was just bad planning.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Vision quest. Vision quest we to, to do name it on the equinox. To name the property in yeah.
0: the fucking freezing. No, we got a bunch of... I'm selling people hotel rooms for 60 bucks a night. Our good friend Brandon was nice enough to go out and source a nice cheap place. It's about 20 Close minutes by? from the property oh, okay, 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 where good. everyone can stay. If we do two people per room, it's 60 bucks a okay, head okay, per okay, night. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. I'll do that, yeah. Okay. Unless right Michael on. buys that motorhome, then we'll just head down with him. Hey, my family lives up by Wenatchee. How do I meet up with you guys? You start by joining the chats, Adam. Grandamerica.ca slash chats is one way or he is spamgram. Grammic dot com. <laughs> we'll get you out there. The commune is just outside. We'll about 20 minutes. Uh how are we how are you getting supported, Justin? Do you are you taking support uh, yet?
3: No, I'm completely self-funded, man. This is just a labor of love. This no is just Patreon or nothing do. like that? No, I I don't.
2: Well, I, we gotta I, we'll put a link in the show notes for all the Gry America listeners, anyways. We're gonna point everybody to Justin's YouTube channel. It's fantastic. Lots of great videos talking about all these topics, lots of good um,
0: graphics on there, and, and it's very visual as well. So keep up the good work, man. Absolutely. Keep up the good work. And we'll do that uh, round table with the Snake Bros real soon. Yeah. I think that'll be a fantastic chat.
3: Hey, I think it'll be awesome. <laughs> I love those guys. I, I, they, they put out great content too. So, yeah, just hit me up on Twitter. You know where to find me, Derek.
0: Right on. So- well, until Justin has support pages, throw that extra support our way, grandamerica.ca <laughs> slash support. And, uh, when you do get a Patreon or a PayPal going, you let us know and we'll, uh, spread it as far as we can.
3: For sure, man. That's great. One it day great it'll happen. And awesome. it deserves to be supported. Thank you so much. All right. Thank, thank you for talking to me guys. I'll, I'll catch you later. Okay. okay. See you.
0: Bye, Bye. Justin. See you. Peace. <laughs> and that was a chat with, uh, our good friend, Justin Geefer, the yeah. Jindo. You know, we just sort of started, me and him became buddies on Twitter, so you know what it was? It was I always retweeted his stuff. It was oh. so fucking fascinating. And we sort of started yeah. DMing and stuff yeah. like that, and then we had him on the show, and now he's doing his thing, and now we're swap casting. That's awesome. Swapcasts are always fun. Seems like the audio seems to be working. Uh, we do have some stuff to do, though, so we're going to have yeah. to get out of here. We appreciate you guys tuning in early on a Thursday, and uh, yeah. Everyone who didn't tune in live, thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for supporting the show, Grammerica.ca support. Stay tuned for some news real soon on some other ways you can support the show. We got some stuff on the back burner we're getting ready to bring out to the light. And uh, Contact at the Cabins are sold out right now, but stay tuned for new announcements over there. The best way to know about Contact at the Cabin stuff is to sign up for the newsletter, Grandmerco.ca/news. I don't know if that link still works or not, but if you go to the contact page, there's a link there to sign up for the newsletter for sure. The newsletter people are always the first people to find out about these things. So... You, and,
2: and the chats, probably. Yeah, in the chats, dude. Yeah, what about the contact? I mean, you can always follow the link well, the to thing contact. Is like, the ca-
0: oh, it's usually, not. usually the rumblings have started already before the, I build the web page. Okay, okay. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah, I build yeah. a new web page, it doesn't notify anybody. Yeah. Whereas if you yeah. sign up for the email, you just get a ding one day.
2: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Or you can constantly check the contact at the cabin page. But we will probably launch in the 2021 events in the next couple months. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week.
1: I feel safe. I feel safe when I'm with you. It must be your grace. How you skate in figure eights. Beneath the spinning disco ball. High skate, a high skate, a high skate. Invigorates, invigorates, invigorates. Beneath the spinning, beneath the spinning. Catch a higher catch me when I fall, when I fall, when I fall, and after all, and after all, And after all